Good morning. Welcome to the Summit Realty Group Podcast. I'm Nick Williams here with my co-host. Blake Shrekeis. And today we got a special guest. Uh, we're getting really close to holiday season and we got Santa Claus himself. Nope, not the old guy that sits in the North Pole. We got Monty Pearson with uh, Pay It Forward right here. How are you doing today? Good. How you doing, Nick? Doing great. Hey, uh, I think most of our listeners are going to have heard of you. Um, you're kind of like a local, I don't want to say charity case, but you're, you're, you're the guy that goes around and helps <laughs> people case. in case. <laughs> helps people in needs right yeah. we got we got to get to work uh and and the way i found you was a few years ago helping people whose cars overnight locked up yeah, and you saw them up in the morning mm -hmm. so uh tell us your origin story uh how you became involved in famous but you know fairbanks yeah. famous fairbanks famous Hashtag um, fairbanks famous yeah exactly uh no it was uh four years ago i was um uh unemployed just waiting for you know winter to get over with so you can get into the dirt dirt mm -hmm. work and uh i was scrolling facebook and guy on there was saying that, you know hey my car's froze up and won't start anybody out there help me out and i was like thinking well yeah my dad's got all this stuff i got the space heater i got the thaw pan and i got Light my heater right the propane power uh diesel, diesel diesel fired yeah and uh the torpedo space heaters tile and uh I uh, I answered him and said, yeah, I got all the stuff. Where you at? And he was about 10 miles up the road from me, so up Chena Hot Springs Road. So I loaded up the stuff and headed out there, and I got a diesel truck with big alternator and batteries, so jumper cables and all that. And I went up there and hooked up to his car, and, and it wouldn't start. So I uh, put the heater under it. 20 minutes later, turned the key, and it fired right up. Good feeling. Yeah, and the yeah, guy, yeah, the guy, the guy was excited, and he said, "Hey, what do I owe you?" And I said, "Yeah, don't worry about it. Just pay it forward someday." And that's how it started. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, it just there was another one and another one. And um, how did it go from you just helping some guy on Facebook to? The actual message getting put out on Facebook. That's always that 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 catalyst. Yeah. That so I was out. It was about forty-two below. I was out in North Pole. And I was thawing a guy's rig, and it was a diesel truck, so those take a lot longer than a normal gas car. Um, we're talking an extra 40 minutes at least. Especially new ones that have those frozen death lines, too. Yeah. The this, 2008 Chevys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 12 Chevys. The bane of my existence. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I uh, I was sitting out there, and I was just waiting, watching this truck cook, and, and uh, I just decided just to put out there why I was doing this and who I am and everything and I put up a big big long post on the the Fairbanks Alaska page which is the that is like the Fairbanks newspaper I'm sorry to use minor you got beaten by a bunch of <laughs> randos on Facebook yeah <laughs> there's like uh, 80, 80 90,000 yeah I was gonna say, there's somewhere close to a hundred thousand people Mm -hmm. And they comment all day long. Oh, yeah. I can't even keep track. Like, at the yeah. end of the day when I'm like, oh, what's going on on Facebook? There's hundreds of posts a day. I feel but sorry I, I for those admins. more than our thread, like my actual feed. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sorry I about my cousins. I really don't care about the 99 picture <laughs> of your grandkids. So I put that post up, and then the next day I was out thawing it and got the truck started and went on about. And I was out doing another rig, and... Uh, Chris Caps from the News Miner reached out, mm -hmm. and she sent me a message. And said, "Hey, I saw your post Let's on there. Would like to, like to cover it for you know." And I was like, "Sure." And uh, 
we did that and the whole time i'm doing this i'm, I'm going through a separation and a divorce so i needed something to get the heck out of the house and so mm-hmm. i would leave at like 7 a.m and be, wouldn't come back until midnight just out thawing rigs all day and and you know we were in that really cold snap there in the that spring was, that was the only true cold winter i've been here since 2016. okay we've had some cold days yeah but that, i remember that winter it was like it was set a record it was like 105 days below five degrees or yeah like it that. was brutal and yeah. and i went from just doing the first spring i think i did 18 thaws and that was it and then we warmed up and went about my thing and mm-hmm. didn't think nothing of it. and then the next fall came in and man yeah we hit that really bad cold snap from like i think it was november to december or something like and in that. december it was when we, no that was two years ago where we had that that heat snap where then it rained the entire time that yeah was, that was 21 you no know, yeah, yeah i'm getting all the we, past years mixed up but it's like every yeah. year there's a different and yeah, so yeah and, and then it just started taking off from there and the next thing you know people were messaging me left and right i'd wake up one morning i woke up to 1200 notifications no way. yeah not 1200 freeze up so no okay. it was just notifications I was like, come on people plug in your vehicle if it's less <laughs> yeah. than 15 no pay the electric bill <laughs> no this was kidney. notifications on facebook and oh, it was man. Like, so that was the day that something Lord. went viral when you it just, just went to, mm. yeah and it was just non-stop and i was running ragged and uh and I was doing this all out of my own pocket. Right. You know, was that was my next question. So were you used to like the seasonal work? So you had some setback or was this like, no, it's just, it's typical, you know, yeah. I work, I work construction. So I'm going to yeah. heavy equipment Make operator all your money in the summer. Exactly. Yeah. Snowbird chill, relax. Yeah. Just, you know, uh, draw unemployment in the winter time and you know, I'm out of the union. So it's, you know, just wait for a dispatch or something to come up and, I gotcha. and, uh, um, was yeah. this a big uh, obviously you've got your equipment you've got your truck that you're mm-hmm. running gas was it a, a big expense or was it not yeah that, okay. yeah it was yeah okay. that i found out the hard way the first winter um it was i think i dropped about twenty five hundred dollars in fuel oh yeah cost for it and out of my own pocket and then the next year, I was like, "Hey, is there a business that might want to?" I was about to say, cover, "Sponsor." Can we talk a lot about entrepreneurship's business, right? Real estate stuff. So let's I talk should. about. Let's talk about why you started I should have started, started a broke. business. <laughs> and, and, and so, what are you? How are you doing it now? What's what has paid it forward and mutated into now? Four years later, um, it's still pretty much the same thing. Um, some of the businesses I got one um, this year, Vitus Energy um, nice. donated two hundred gallons of diesel fuel sure. for me, and uh, for this year um you before that for right, also delivers propane and heating oil to your houses as well yeah they do <laughs> um they are not sponsoring us but if they want to we are for purchase <laughs> yeah right, right. we're looking for fuel <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah houses <clears throat> before that was uh fairbanks stump grinders for two winters oh, they cool. um they provided all my fuel that's and that's awesome um, yawn was i was working part-time for yawn is doing snow removal for him when it snowed and and he's like hey man i, I really like what you're doing this i'm gonna i'm gonna cover your fuel for the winter so which was nice he had a supply just go over get what i needed in my little slip tank and then go out and my truck uses the majority of the fuel right yeah the, the, the space heater uses minimal amounts right but it's, you gotta it's run just, that big thing that, you gotta get to and from you're obviously yeah. not you know getting paid for this as no far as your time goes no. so your time is your donation is the way i see it correct the wear and tear on your vehicle was even your donation yeah. so i i love the idea that people are at least covering your expenses yeah so i've had a couple shops definitely help out when i've had i had one problem where um 
I had fluid. I got up in the morning checking my truck out in the garage, and I had fluid dripping down, and I was like, oh, man. And it was right after we had that 50-60 below. Yeah. And so it, what happened was just all the rotating and turning and everything. It just pop pop seals. And, yeah. Uh, first stop shop said, hey, bring it out here. I'll get it right Shout here. out to Ben Roos. Yep. Great guy, good friend of mine. Yep. Right and, down there uh, on the old season. Um, Ben put up a little post oh, saying, Hey, Sorry, you know, <laughs> I'm helping Monty out. His truck's broke down. If anybody's interested, give me a shout, help out with his parts. Well, Lithia sent over a bunch of parts at a discount. Um, they couldn't give them to us, right. but they gave it to me like, like just cost. dirt cost, yeah. cheap cost. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of the public stepped up and donated to Ben, and he, that awesome. covered the the cost of the the parts and stuff. And so he got my truck up and going. In the meantime, he gave me his truck and said, "Go keep thawing." Yeah. And uh, so I was using his thing. truck, running around thawing rigs while he was working on mine. Oh, and at awesome. the end of the day, I got my truck back and. Yeah, I but think it's a good example of uh, we've talked about this in employer employee like relationships and things, but also basically going the extra mile mm -hmm. and how it's almost impossible to do. Right. Because if you go the extra mile, somebody else will will come up and go the, the next yeah. little bit for you, you yeah. know. And so, yeah, like you're saying, that first winter going, coming all out of pocket and stuff. So, yeah, it's nice to hear it come back. And where, then, yeah, uh, another real. A little bit yeah. Yeah. Another realtor. He uh, he donated some money and helped me out on the fuel size. Scott Rosenthal. No, no. Scott, I'm ashamed no. of you. He's you no are. he's no longer practicing here, but okay. he oh, was okay. with EXP Realty at okay. the time, and uh, he was a fellow racer out at the tracks. Well, so, so I figured Scott, he just he's oh. involved in all the car stuff. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I've never been never been contacted by him, but if Scott wants to donate for fuel, I'm all yeah, I for think, it. I think know? we're gonna donate a little bit at the end of this episode too. Yeah, how about too? Have you, uh, how are you structured? Let's talk about business a little bit. I know it's not really a business, but it's a charity. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, are you running it as a charity? Are no, you I am not. I have not. I've been asked if I want to establish as a nonprofit. The problem is of it. As soon as I go into business mode, then I have to have insurance bonding and everything. Now in you're case not I a guy didn't. helping people. Correct. Now you're a business. Right now, I had it. And I, then people can sue. Correct. And so, and this happened the first, the, the first main big winter, not the spring when I started, but the first winter, I had an attorney reach out to me and said, hey, are you using a waiver of liability? And I said, no. Do it. <laughs> and he says, tell you what, free of charge, I'll draw up a, you know, See? a deal. That's I'll awesome. look it over for you. Or he said, have somebody drop a waiver of liability. I'll look it over for free and make sure you're covered. All your bases are covered. A friend of mine reached and said, hey, I got you a waiver. Because I said, hey, I need a waiver of liability. She sent it over to me. And uh, I took it to the attorney. And they said, this is ironclad. You're, you're protected if you do this. She said, she said, do not take a dollar. And I said, well, I don't. I don't take a penny. And she says, okay, just make sure, even tips. And I said, no, I don't I don't take anybody's money. This is, I just want them to pay it forward in their own way mm -hmm. and in the future. So jump starts, I can do no no cost, no waiver liability. But as soon as I have to put heat to it, I their license plate number, their make and model of vehicle, their name, print, print, sign, you know, have first you had born, and all that kind of stuff on the paper. They sign it before I even touch the heater in the back of my truck. Have you had people not want to sign that? No. Okay. Everybody, everyone always, that's contacting, I'm sure, is in need. They want. Yes, help. I, I know yeah. for sure. I well, just you never know. People can be I kind of crazy. Well, you know, that's what. That's why I asked this question. I want to make sure that yeah. you know, Santa Claus over here is protected. <laughs> well, 
And that's the thing is... Um, Next thing we got to talk about is our Second Amendment rights and how we protect themselves with those two. <laughs> before right. I get into that. <laughs> Had to get a dash cam for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Um, uh, but, uh, no, it also was... Also not a bad idea. You've thought this through. No, it was people reaching out to me saying, hey, you need this to protect you. It wasn't me thinking See, about it. See, that's also I'm passing it forward. <laughs> you know, they're, yeah. like, looking out for you. We yeah. want this to keep going. Like, we don't want right. some asshole... Right, screw this up for the entire town. You're and there's been like a few that have really <laughs> brought me right to that edge, where it's like, you know what? I don't need to do this anymore. This is me doing something as a hobby. Yeah. I enjoy doing it. But as soon as it becomes a chore and it becomes a pain in my ass, I'm I'm out. I'm going to check out from it. And I've had a few people yeah. push, push, push me to that limit a couple times, and I just, you know... Not everybody's like this. Just, just. It's funny. It's know. like that in real estate too. I, I like ninety nine point nine percent of my clients. There's always that one every year that yeah. you're just like, why did I even choose to work with you? Correct. Like, I'm trying to help you buy a house. Yes, we get paid for it. It's our job. Yeah. But <coughs> at the same time, like I'm trying to help you mm-hmm. find the house that you want to buy, and it's just negativity and nastiness. And it's like you know, a thank you and a smile goes a long way. Yeah. The biggest, <clears throat> the biggest battle I have um, is on social media and uh, <laughs> it's trolls. Those, you got trolls? Oh. <laughs> You have no idea. Um, uh, You and me actually talked about this the other day. You're using a hands-free chest rig. So it's it's a GoPro chest rig that kind of pings back No, it's a phone mount. It's a phone mount. My phone goes on my chest, and it's a mount that goes on, so then I'm Mm hands-free. And And you live. You do a lot of live. live, Well, I just started doing lives on TikTok. I got enough followers. I I got enough followers, finally, to where I could do live. It took me a year. Thousand? Thousand. Thousand. It took me over a year to get a thousand followers just putting out stupid videos and <laughs> Hey people, I'll tell you this. If you follow me and Blake, we get a thousand followers. We'll do the podcast live on TikTok. Oh no. But I only have like six hundred and twenty five followers. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we got yeah. a little ways to go. Yeah. yeah. Well if I would have known, we could have set my there phone up, but we, we could have went live. Yeah. 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 yeah, we say a lot of stupid things though. We, we have do. to yeah. 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 <laughs> You've watched TikTok, haven't you? <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. We, we are an explicit, right in, we're an explicit podcast. <laughs> yeah. so. But what has happened what has happened in the past is people have saying I'm glory hunting and I was like, How is it glory hunting that. when I'm trying to inspire others that there's people out here doing good things? Mr. Beast, the most famous YouTuber in the yeah. world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, he spends a lot of money and he is providing entertainment value, but I truly think he's just blowing his money to help people and, mm-hmm. and making content to, to spread good cheer. Correct. And my biggest gripe with actual media is it's always negative. In fact, I'm not, everybody knows I'm not a big Uncle Biden fan, but even he badgered the press the other day and said, you know, the problem with the economy is you guys. Right. And at first when I watched the video, I'm like, is he saying it's my fault? You oh. guys, as in oh, okay. the American population, and he's like, no, no, the media. All you guys have report on is this person died, this person just doing this and this. spinning it. Now, of course, he's spinning it because he's corrupt and he's trying to hide that. Yeah. But <laughs> I wish, and the news miner does a great job on this. The news miner publishes the good, hunt the good stuff here in Fairbanks, mm-hmm. and I think on the local level, most municipalities have a good media outlet that that talks about the guy who saved the dog. Well, let's but let's bring this up. national. How do we get a cheerful news like this on a national level? I'm it, not saying it's actually hit. It is yeah. and that's where TikTok's oh, coming in. It's well, started. not just that is um, I've been reached out to by um, Good Morning America in the past. Oh, or, nice. That's it, awesome. Or Today's Show, one of them. And then um, a news agency in Missouri, when they got a cold snap, they reached out to me on Facebook. How do we do what you do? Yeah. How can we pay yeah. for it? That's yeah. cool. And so I did a 
uh, was on their news down there in Missouri or something during that cold snap. And God, I wish we could have flown you down to Texas during that one week ice storm that they had. Oh Just man, take got the content, yeah. and the message out for that. Hey, guy from Alaska comes to save Texas, the second largest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the second largest. Just get that little salt. Just down here helping our little brother out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's say you were doing this for the glory. I'm not saying you are. Let's say you were just the biggest narcissist of all time and you love right. the attention. Why would it even matter? You're still doing it. Right. You know, that's still what's right. kind of fresh point. Right. Not taking money. I mean, don't it. get me wrong. The attention is nice sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a little weird at other times. And I was about to say, you probably get approached like Fred Myers all the time. Like, hey. Yeah. yeah. Like, the dating friend. scene is tough. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it is really tough. You are single now, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. ladies. Tinder, right, here we go. <laughs> you want a man that no. works hard? Yeah, we can go no. live on Tinder. <laughs> what it, what's funny is... <laughs> He's got a better is, beard than me, all right? <laughs> uh, what's funny is, is uh, I'd be, I, you know, hey... I, they sort of know who I am. Or, oh yeah, we've heard about you. And I, we, hey, let's go have dinner or something. And, and it never fails. Hey, aren't you that pay it forward guy? And they, the girl or whatever's with, looks at me. I was like, yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair banks. Yeah, kind of famous. And uh, but no, it's it's you know. Uh, it's not about the glory. That's the thing. Is no, yeah. is my theory's always been how do you inspire others to do that? There's people out doing stuff like this that you can do it too mm-hmm. without putting it out there. I'm gonna give you some credit that I don't think you're actually directly tied to. What's that? But you did the pay it forward thing, mm-hmm. and then that coffee hut thing came along. Yeah, and that I want to say my memory's garbage, by the way, but I'm pretty sure it was after you. So it I don't was. think it was you that started it. No, but, I just think but they, I think it's it that inspired pay it the message. It's yeah. that message of like, are you talking about like people paying for the you pay item? for your drinks and you're like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and leave the twenty here for. Well, that is like a national thing. So it like, is. Yeah, it, so it is. Hard. But yeah. it really but, blew up last year. Last year, I saw it correct. constantly, and you see it at the grocery stores. <laughs> so my dad. I've seen it at the, happen at the grocery stores online. And, hey, that person, Fred Myers, bought my girl. I was a little short, and I was going to put stuff back. They went ahead and bought the rest of my stuff for me. I hate that. I, I hate when I've done it twice just because I happen to be standing there, and they have, like, two little things. I'm like, oh, right. it was more than I thought. It's like, And I get yeah, asked all the time, yeah, well, like, they, they want to pay it, it forward to me. Well, yeah. no, we're, we're giving you this to pay it forward. To someone. I said, hold up. Yeah. This isn't about me. This is about our community. Yeah. I grew up in a community where this was normal practice. It should be normal. It, and it used to be people somebody would be broke down on the side of the road and five, six cars would stop immediately. Hey, this was before cell phones. Yeah. They'd get out, hey, are you okay? And um, no, my car just died on me or whatever. Here, jump in my rig, we'll get you a tow truck coming, I'll you know. Or whatever, and we'll run down to the gas station, call a tow truck because you Everybody had to go get a pay for it. Truck has a tow strap in the back. Yeah, or we we'll drag it down, or whatever. You've actually and, heard me. And yeah, I mean, it's it's that's one of the biggest things I tell people. Hey, if you see a car, it's 20, 30, 40 below. If it's below zero, period. You see a car on the side of the road, and, you, and their four ways are going. You see somebody inside, but there's no exhaust. Stop. Have you ever sat in a car and shut sh- sat in your car, shut it off, and see how long it s- takes before it starts getting uncomfortable? Minutes. It starts getting uncomfortable. It depends on the time quick. of the year, but real quick. Yeah, yeah. And, and so this that's, is a message I want to put out to you people, uh, you people out there, you, oh, you people. I don't know why I always sound so you. like <laughs> you people. Um, if you are stuck on the side of the road, do exactly what we said. Turn your your flashers on. Turn mm-hmm. on your warnings. That is a sign saying that hey, you have not yet gotten the situation under control. There's great things on Amazon you can order that Those you can hang lights. Yep, or you can hang you can hang out your window and roll your window up if you still got battery power that hangs and locks into your window. It says help. 
Hmm. You know, if you're scared to get out or whatever, um, yeah. there's, there's great things that you can get like online that to, for roadside assistance stuff. Well, like I did go you people, but nowadays most people, everybody has a cell phone. Yeah. And that's thing is when somebody stops and offers help, evaluate the situation. Correct. If you are on airport way, maybe don't stop traffic and get help from Joe Bob. Yeah. Right. Ron's towing will be there in a few minutes. But if you're on Murphy Dome Road, yeah. if you're in Solcha, on the Steeze, if you're Richardson, on Richardson, yeah. if you're on the if you're on your way down to Healy and you happen to slide off the road and somebody stops and says, "I'm here to help you," yeah, take that help. It yeah. will be hours before somebody oh, else yeah. gets to you. And it happened to me. In a warm cab. I was stuck. Uh, now we didn't get stuck like off the road. We, the hill was too icy, and we were back on one of those power lines, Laird Lane. If anybody knows where that's at, there's two houses on the entire road. I was showing one of them oh, okay. with a pregnant couple, oh, and man. so me. The husband and his pregnant wife that was like eight and a half months pregnant were stuck on Laird Lane for six hours. Oh, wow. Waiting for a tow truck to come out and finally get us. Wow. And we could make it up to about 85% of that hill. Do you have cell service and stuff up Barely. Barely. Like two bars. Enough to call and say, hey, we're on our way. Ah, okay. And then we waited four hours after that call went in. It's great. Um, but you've inspired me. So um, I always have a tow strap in the back of mine. As long as I'm not racing to meet somebody. Right. Um, obviously, it's also in town. I don't really sell houses that far out. Um, I try to stop and help people. But well, this year, I made an I'm always running across people that are slid off the road, off mm-hmm. also maybe off Steel Creek or Chino Pump Yeah. Right? yeah. Chino There's Pump always somebody that's, you know, yeah. slid off that you just happen to, hey, you know. And if it's a guy, I usually just tell him, hey, hook your own rig up. Yeah. I'll hook up mine. If it's a lady, I'll say, hey, this is where I'm going to hook it, you know, because <laughs> to be nice. And, and for the record, guys, you do not wrap a toe strap around a tire. <laughs> actually, you can. A front tire? Through, th- through a wheel. You could actually, that's actually a good, decent, okay. could be a good pull point hmm. um, if you go through, depending on the type of wheel, as long as it spoke. You can go all the way through across the front end and oh, pull both wheels, pull both wheels well, at the same time if it's so, not too bad. I saw one, and this is this is my horror story, which is why I have a waiver of liability in my truck. <laughs> oh, you? Uh, <laughs> me and three other guys, of course, all big dudes with trucks, stopped to help this one lady who was three wheels in the air oh, in a geez. ditch. Oh, man. <laughs> and we all stopped, and we all have toe straps, and we're all willing to help. She's like, yeah, just somebody pull me out. And mm-hmm. the first guy that was there, a big Russian dude, puts a toe strap right through the front tire. And the, and the one that's up in the air, oh. so we can pull it forward into the road because the back was buried. Mm-hmm. And so uh, instead of you know what you do is you take the slack out and then you yeah. pull. Correct. This guy was oh. was turking, you know, just pull back, Ouch. pull back, pull back. The entire rolling. front tire came off. Yeah, and it broke like three of the lug nuts. Uh, and sheared uh, off the other cringe two, moment. Broke it all off. And at that point, I was like, ma'am. Great damn sorry, I can't help you. And me and the other guy left, and it was just the two of them there. I was like, I, yeah, I can do it. Call me if you need a witness. Here's my card. Like, (laughs) don't want to get anybody in trouble. He was trying to help, but if you're helping people, know how to help them. Yeah, yeah. And be don't you know if it's that risky, just be like, hey, maybe this is a tow truck. You definitely want to hook on something solid of the frame or cross member. But some of those newer cars, especially the smaller ones, they have no attachment points. Everything at the bottom is a plastic Mm -hmm. sheathing. You almost have to take those pop rivets out to find anything to hook it to. And they make this cool attachment, but it's literally just a steel hook. Yeah. That goes into one of these like Kia underbodies. Yeah. And that's that pull point. And I just I feel usually, like I just pull that open. Usually like I just say, here, here's my waiver of liability before <laughs> I pull you out. Because if it's all plastic on the front, I've gotten away from the pulling people. There's a whole Facebook page, Fairbanks Help, I'm mm-hmm. Stuck, where if you get stuck somewhere, you just post up, hey, I'm stuck. I'm over here off Bennett Road. Um, here's my pin, and you'll have. 
13 guys or whatever or gals out there just yeah just they, if you're clear up on the top of Murphy Dome man there's people that want to go up they that's what they live for they yeah. love to pull people in the stuff like, yeah. so I've gotten away from the pulling people out unless I run across them right. as I go right. but I don't go hunting it out yeah. you know um, I got about a winch this year I bought a whole new bumper to put on the truck and yeah. she's going to install it for me here this winter so nice. right now uh, like hopefully that. at the winter part of next year I've I thought think. about a winch but then I thought about oh, that's just one more thing well yeah. the main that's one of the reasons I got the other reason is I have to self-recover myself sometimes with some of these sketchy driveways. Ooh, I could have made it up that Laird Lane one because I made it 80%. Right. Run, run up. Run it tied to a tree, pull myself that last just crest of the hill and I would have been fine. Yeah. yeah. Even the tow truck guy goes, really? You need my... He pulled me about six feet. Yeah. It cost yeah. me 150 bucks, waited six hours, but my client was... They had a CRV. Right. They, they need to get pulled up the entire hill. And that that's sort of how this pay it forward thing came along was the cost. Like, like I was joking earlier that I should have started this as a business <laughs> because the 811 successful starts I've done, um, a mechanic friend and I figured it out between tow cost, shop time, a mechanic's time to thought, you know, work on the rig, replace the battery or whatever, get your the rig started in the shop. You're looking at a $500 bill minimum yeah, dropped. I think so. And so if I, I could have started a business at charging $300 a start, mm -hmm. boy, I would have had, you know, good couple hundred and you're doing it at the houses thousand. yeah yeah i'm Versus coming to you everybody else is going to take a tow truck to the shop yeah yeah but it gives me a chance to educate on winterizations and what to properly do to winterize their vehicle and oh, i just wish somebody and, could donate you a rig like donate you oh. a tow truck rig oh man just for charity <laughs> yeah. then we then we partner up with uh auto trim design and put a big old decal some of the tow truck companies hate pay it forward some of the tow truck companies hate me i'm sure they do because but you know, i'm like taking away from them but but it's but then there's the law enforcement side who love me because now they don't have to respond to somebody they whose car's dead or yeah. whatever. You yeah. know, and, hey, there's this guy, his name's Monty, he's on Facebook. You know, well, reach out to him. And, you're one guy. You, you yeah. can't help everybody. So no. shops, there's still plenty of business around and, and mm. what you're doing is truly charity. So like fuck those guys. It's just it's just my them. it's just my way of giving back to a community that I have grown up in and, and received, you know, lots of money from in the sense of work and right. employment and, and everything. So, so you, do you, I was going to ask you, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you have like a one, one time rule or is it, how does that yeah, work? <laughs> yeah. You can't come to my house every Tuesday at 3 <laughs> Yeah. I had to start the one and done after the first year because I would get the, clients. I would get, you know, I went at, bless her heart i started this lady's um mercury mountaineer it's like an explorer and uh, started it up for her and said okay well till you can get it in the shop you need to go out and start your car every couple hours let it warm up then shut it off every couple hours and it was 20 30 below mm -hmm. okay yeah no problem go on about my day finish out go to bed wake up another notification start scrolling wait a second recognize that name and I look at it and it's her again hey um so I fell asleep last night and didn't wake up to this morning my car won't start sorry I told you what you needed to do I'm one and done and uh, I put it out in the Facebook world first was hey what do you guys think I was going back to some of these people t two times through the winter and everything and and the overall in consensus was pretty much unanimous. No, it's one and done. Yeah, they're, they're stupid. They're not. They're they're being lazy. <laughs> or they're being stupid. In there. Yeah, they're, <laughs> there or they're go. just being lazy. 
I get sometimes it, it it gets expensive to get your rig fixed, but it's also you know inconvenient to wake up at two in the morning at the auto start button and let it run right. For 15 but if you're desperate life. enough and and you know you you need to go to work, you're going to set an alarm. Yeah, and that also goes into uh, let's talk about some recommendations for you. Um, do you when do you suggest that people plug in their vehicles at what temperature? So I would say um, right around zero. Um, you can do a timer for two hours before you go to work. Thank you. That's my next question. Do you recommend timers or do you recommend just from point? zero to 20 below? You can do a timer for two hours before you go to work. My suggestion after 20 below and colder is you bypass the timer and you go plug in all night long. Oh, yeah, really? I, yes, because here's why you live out in the middle of nowhere town. Maybe not so much, but you live out out of town. Your house catches on fire. You grab your keys, your kids, whatever, and you go out the mm. door and you go to start your truck or your and car, and it's dead because the timer hasn't kicked on yet because it's in the middle of the night because fires happen in the middle of the night. They, they hardly ever happen during the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. And it's usually so chimney fire your, people, so if you want to avoid that, it's not your fireplace catching on fire. It's your chimney soot <laughs> right. catching on fire. And so, so, and so if Arctic your vehicle's <laughs> been plugged in all night, the power goes out because of the fire, if it's electrical, hmm. but you still have all that residual heat. So you go out, you start your rig, you got a warm place to sit, back your rig away, get it out of the garage, run it through the garage the door, whatever you need to do. Stay out of the driveway so that people can get to your house. And put the fire Correct. Out. Don't block your driveway hmm. in. But that's basically what I tell people at 20 below and colder. Yeah, it's going to cost you some money on the electric side, but do you want the hassle or the gamble of your timer failing or whatever? And I've into people's houses where I had it on a timer and it wouldn't start or they put it on a one hour cycle mm -hmm. hour on two hours off out and that's not enough mm -hmm. I like the 30 minutes on 30 minutes off method throughout the night but then I have so if I know I, I gotta leave the house at eight I have it going non-stop for three hours prior correct and that's what I do with my daughter and even sometimes our little timers, and I don't think those little $10 timers they yeah. fail sometimes at negative 40 yes they do so like you gotta get the big industrial mag metal mm -hmm. style the ones the that have like the little, little tickers pins. You got to pull out mm -hmm. and it trips. It's all like insulated and, yep. and weather resistant. Um, not and, not and your two indoor hours, Christmas lights. Like two hours timer. is the minimum because what a lot of people don't realize, they think plug my vehicle in and 10 minutes later it's going to be warm. It doesn't work like that. It's not like the heater in your car. It yeah. takes a while to build that heat, radiate that heat throughout the engine so all the fluids basically it's fluid mm. stickiness yeah it's it's, all your your, your gunky like oils turn yeah. to sludge even in with synthetic oils and there's the naysayers who say oh mine starts at 30 below without even being plugged in but i bet you your engine's not going to last you as long exactly you're you putting know? a lot of gunky well here's my point how am i going to have a strong truck if i don't Make them strong. I'm gonna have a wimpy truck that I plug in. Oh, you, no, you think of it like you know, stress <laughs> yeah. the engine a little bit. Builds build build character. Yeah, yeah builds character. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> builds character as you hear the the, <laughs> the connecting rods and everything all oh. clattering and the. That's my problem. I'm in a tr I'm in a garage, so I got a heated space. But yeah. even Same. that, I turn my truck on and I'm down the road. And my and I truck drive is diesel. so spoiled. And my diesel, <laughs> diesel, just like even in that warm garage going down the road, it's like I need a couple minutes to warm up. Yeah, so. yeah. And and mine's so spoiled. This sits in a heated garage yeah. too. It gets out in the cold. It is not it happy. Like it. No, this is my first winter with a garage. I don't have a garage for my truck, but my wife's car, and that is a real game changer in Alaska. Get it I is. will say now. Oh, now like, that also so for nice. people, you know, thinking some now going back to real estate. Everybody wants, nobody wants to park outside in the cold and plug it in and stuff like that. But then they complain about the electricity costs, yes. right? 
if you have a garage, your number one heat waste is that garage. Correct. Keep in mind, it's usually yeah. 500,000 square feet, depending if you have a one, two, or three car garage, mm -hmm. right? So you have a thousand square feet that you're heating, and every time you leave that house, just you're boom. opening up that eight you're foot by 16 foot door, <laughs> and yeah. all of that thousand square feet of heat's gone, and guess what your boiler's doing for the next three hours? Yeah. Heating that back up. So it's a give and take. Yeah. You know, I, I tell my, my wife, every time you open that garage door, it's $10. We just flush down the toilet. So mm -hmm. yeah. know, if you're coming home for an hour, let's, let's park in the driveway. Yeah. Right. Right. Let's not pay that. And it's $10 is a big deal, but if it's $10 four times a day, that's 40 bucks. I could have taken her to the bells and got a nice dinner, you know? Right. <laughs> well, she, not me. Right. <laughs> and now we're looking at $200. I would have had a water. Yeah. 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 So, steaks are well, let's move off of this. Hold on. I want to talk oh. more time, because we're almost yeah. done with the winterization part, yeah. but like this is, this is important for listeners, I think. Next is heating pads, right? Oh, correct. Transmission, oil pan, so block heater, minimal. This is what I recommend is a block heater from the factory yes. if you can. Newer vehicles, some of these newer vehicles, they're, we're finding that there's nowhere to put a block heater. So I, I've been informed of a few times by different, there's different types of cars that they just don't make a block heater for it. There's nowhere to put they're it. They're just not Alaska uh, cars. Th correct. You're, you're um, but the typical car is, you know, you need an engine block heater that heats the antifreeze and the coolant, whatever. The, I think that's the block. important one because that's where I've seen blocks crack. Correct. And what that does is that water warms up and it radiates faster throughout the engine block. There's there's cooling, you know, tubes and everything in that engine block that all heat up from that warm water. Oil pan heater. Um, if it's an automatic transmission, a transmission pan heater because that fluid in that transmission is just as thick. And if you don't heat that up and you put that thing in gear, you you can cause a lot of wear and tear on it. And most of you people don't know the difference between manual and automatic. There are cars that you actually have to manually move it yes. into different gears. Yeah, you got um, a clutch, you got a third mm -hmm. pedal down there. If you there, have you three know pedals, that, yeah, then you're not automatic. Correct. If you have two pedals, correct. you are. Now, the difference is there, they don't have the fluid reservoir compared to an automatic transmission. Yeah. Um, and then the final thing, and and this is this is definitely I, I I contested hundreds of times and and people will nay say run a trickle charger on your Thank you. maintainer not, not a heating blanket not a heating blanket or a heating pad except here's here's where i have a, an exception to that if you do have a battery blanket do not have it hooked up to your winterization yet have it separate so if your battery does go dead on you and it happens to die because you left the dome light on or or, your, or your cell phone chargers plugged in and it was super cold and it drew a lot of power and now your battery's dead, your battery is froze solid like a block of ice. Now you can go plug that battery blanket in. Unless you have a lithium battery, but you don't. Trust me. Right. Um, you can plug that battery blanket in. That will heat that battery up. And that water will no longer, it'll start going back to water. That's you probably recommend doing like one of those portable chargers to hook the battery blanket up to. Or is it, because you said don't hook it into your winterization. No, I'm just saying is in that situation, if you're at home, you can just run another extension cord, plug in that battery deal, call me or somebody to come jump you in about an hour or two because a, a, a frozen solid battery will not take a charge. And I have fought and fought, fought vehicles. And I've had to wait until I've gotten that frost on that battery starts melting where I'm getting water again in that battery where the electrons and everything inside will start start flowing, then it will take, hmm. then it'll jump start. Um, so glad you said that because I you know, I think battery blankets are trash. I, they are. They actually I... take the life away from a battery. Mm -hmm. Battery Bob at ABS Alaska taught this class back when I was in college. Um, that batteries are actually meant, a fully charged battery will never freeze, and they actually prefer colder temperatures for operating. Mm -hmm. A hot battery 
takes away the life of the battery, hmm. less amperage That's and everything right. else. That's why you put your batteries in the freezer. That's right. Yeah. Fully charged battery will never freeze. So that's why we say a trickle charger maintainer is to keep that battery fully charged. It'll never freeze. Um, and these things are cheap. A uh, no-go thing on Amazon uh, is the brand that I use. Okay. Uh, you can throw it in your car, plug it all in and stuff, and in your trickle charger, you're looking like $30. Yeah, I use the black. I like the Black & Decker ones. Black & Decker's good. Um, they're about $60. Bucks. Um, the cool thing is they have a quick connect on the end, so you can use the gator clips or you can hardwire it to your battery. Um, so I have, I, I have like five or six of them in my garage. They're on all my batteries that for all my toys in the winter, and that's where I keep my batteries for all my toys maintained is in my garage with the gator clips on the black and deckers and you know he's talking about is my little barbie electric correct (laughs) correct yeah yeah Yeah, my little toys (laughs) my little toys but uh you can you can have the trickle charger like when if you're installing if you're getting your car winterized that can be like that's permanently installed and with a four-way block panel in there where you plug everything in um sometimes you got to get creative with your you know this is why i recommend a professional shop to do your transmission pan heater mm-hmm. that's quite a ways away from the front of your vehicle a lot of times mm-hmm. you'll have to have they'll have to have splice in wiring on those have them soldered heat shrunk and everything adding length to get to your 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 port block underneath your bumper or wherever you put your four-way plug yeah. to plug all your different things in because a three-way is not going to cut it with four items yeah yeah because you got a trigger charger Transmission pan, oil pan, block heater. Correct. So for minimum, and some diesel guys I've seen run double, triple chargers. I've seen double some block heaters, yeah. in cab heater mm-hmm. that you know. Def ties. Uh, in. They're the, the newer trucks have like a def defroster that you can plug into. I don't know about the. I don't know about the new. I know that like the, the new ones are just straight up batteries all together. Yeah. Real. We're not making gas engines anymore. Sad. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll talk I, about that in a few minutes. Yeah. Ugh. But uh, yeah, no, and so trickle chargers definitely like really important cool. so that's what you need to do guys but uh, i do recommend having a professional shop do it if you don't know we do it i had a client uh who asked me how to do it because i did my own um i gave him my very rudimentary advice and then uh because of that long run from the transmission to where it actually hangs out he zip tied a bunch of stuff oh um but he zip tied it to ex- exhaust manifold oh well, that's it's pretty talent. warm it gets a little that's warm talent. Yeah. so those zip ties pop that right lasted off. one Trip. One, two days, yep. yeah, or one or two trips, right? And then next thing you know, everything was hanging down except for the glued-on pad. He tore those cables up, kept plugging it in, wondering why his car wouldn't start. It's because nothing was connected because all that road yeah. wear and tear. That's went. one of the big things I run into is winterization failures. Mm-hmm. Um, people plug in their rig and it pops the GFI on their house. Mm-hmm. Can't figure it out. Too much, too much well, of a pool. Or, or you, something's grounded out. Yeah. So what I tell people is unplug from your four-way block all your heaters, all four of them. Plug in your extension cord to your rig. If it doesn't pop your GFI, okay, you know, now plug in one of your heaters. If it pops a GFI, that's your bad one. If it doesn't, keep it plugged in, plug in the next one. Pops your GFI, it's a, it's a process of elimination at that point. And then you'll find the one that's bad, so hopefully, usually, I prefer the transmission heater one to be the one that's bad because you can let the vehicle sit and warm up and it'll eventually warm the transmission up and then get that fixed and replaced. What he means is let it sit. Don't drive yeah, don't it drive it. No. Yeah, you want let to it let it, warm it actually up. sit and let warm up because your up. transmission isn't active until you put it in gear. Correct. So. You could put it in neutral and, uh, you know, put your parking brake on, which I, depending on... What incline you're on. Yeah, yeah but preferably on flat ground, you can just put it, put it in neutral and let it warm up a little bit that way, too. That'll help circulate that fluid. Let's put a rumor to rest real quick. Okay. Um, how much business do you think you've given Pearson Auto? 
more than they deserve. <laughs> they are not the same person. <laughs> I am not related. I'm not affiliated with them whatsoever. I know the owner. We were friends at one point, but then some of the business practices they were doing, I didn't agree with. And so I just started distancing myself. The problem is, is I get a lot of shitty messages from people that have been burned by them thinking that how, you. how the fuck can you go out and do all these nice things for people, but screw people in your business. And then my first response goes, first response is I don't own a business. I don't know. I, I'm not affiliated with Pearson Auto. I'm not related. I don't own that. I have nothing to do with that. And then they're immediate. Oh my God, I'm so sorry for being an asshole. And it's like, it's all good. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every message I got, I could retire. At this point. I have the same problem. Everybody thinks I'm Dave Keller and, and Keller and Williams. And, you know, I'm related to the billionaire, but I'm not. Who, who, who thought who, that? Who, I'm just a realtor with the last name Williams. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just a connection. It's like, oh, well, you well, Williams? Like, that, no, like, that is a little bit, that's a little bit easier <laughs> like, to understand because that. Williams is such a... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Common so last I get name. a little bit of more grace. But sure when Pearson and yeah. it's spelled exactly the same, and you're both in Fairbanks, and you're both in Fairbanks, Alaska, at yeah. that, and and you're both doing something with automotive, mm-hmm. yeah. whether it's race, I'm doing racing, or whether I'm doing the thaws, yeah. they automatically tie into the auto shop, and that's not the case. And he's not even here anymore. Yeah. He's down in Arizona with his shop down there. He's from Arizona. He's up. He he's came up from the military. Five, I think. Yeah, yeah, he came up with the military, got out of the military, opened up a shop out of his garage, and then expanded. And that's how he got started. And we became friends. Because of the industry that you both are in with racing. Well, and the and racing side of it. He helped me with my mud truck and everything and painted my truck and did a lot of mechanical work. And But then all these people were coming at me about things that was going on and and it just did I just finally was like listen I'm not affiliated with them I'm just I, I try not to badmouth them but I do not recommend going there because from some of the things I've heard they go in to get a winterization done or something and the next thing you know they've got a bill for you know our quote saying they got two thousand dollars worth of problems and they take it to another shop and the other shop goes there's no other problems here. We hear that a lot in the automotive industry. Um, you know, your Napa service yeah. centers and your Chevrons and every other automotive business just, around the world. Right. Everyone's just like, and it's like the people that know about cars feel like they're not getting ripped off. The people mm-hmm. that don't know about cars feel like everything's a scam. Well, that's and why they're going to the shop. Some of it isn't. It's yeah. like, I'm the guy that doesn't know much. And I know I'm everybody's got their favorite shops yeah. and that can't do, do wrong and everything else. That's fine. That's great. You know, I'm yeah. not here to argue that. I just know that I am not affiliated with them. I have it's nothing not to you. do with them. It's, it's not, not me, you. but I'm sure they've gotten a lot of business because of my last name also. Yeah. I yeah. was here first. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you're big in the race world. Um, let's yeah, talk locally. about that because we've got a lot of people here locally that, um, and a lot of military clients, yes. I mean, uh, that uh, are super into the stuff. I, I sold a house to uh, an Army guy in North Pole. And his first thing is, please tell me, you guys, I know you guys don't have a lot up there, but you have a racetrack. Yeah. I, I, I like dirt racing. Yep. I want to get into it. And he's got his little rig out there, and he's running around. And What's his name? <sighs> Last name Yanez, Nicholas Yanez. Doesn't ring a bell. Okay. I'll have to get you guys connected. But yeah. Yeah, he brought it up on a big AT, uh, big, uh, normally it's an enclosed trailer for, like, toys. Right. Now he came up with his, like, 20-foot, 8-foot wide truck hauler. Nice. And he had a pretty nice car. I don't I like cars. I don't know how to build them. My dream with me, my dad was always to restore his 1965 Mustang. Then my freshman year in high school, he sold as my neighbor, <laughs> and I got to watch it get restored. Right. <laughs> but I didn't get to participate in any way, shape, or yeah. form. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so I always love cars. I, I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm the guy that takes to the shop and says, hey, Ben, hook me up. I'm in actually my last month as president of the Greater Furbanks Racing Association, the local okay. nonprofit. And um, he just couldn't stand you any further. What's that? They fired you. No, here's the thing. Is a ra- I did it. Uh, I took it over four years ago. Uh, there was no president. There was no treasurer. There was no mm-hmm. vice president. There wasn't going to be a race season. I just bought a race car because that was my outlet during my divorce of a way to get that frustration and everything out and do it on a racetrack in a controlled environment. And I wanted to race. Well, nobody wanted to step up. And I said, okay, well... Uh, if you guys want, I'll try it. I'll try to run it and see what we do. Mm-hmm. And um, I did, and that that yeah, I did interim for that one season, and we had a season, and everybody was happy. We um, went on to to elections, and they voted me in for a three year term as president. And I said, okay, here nice. we go. <laughs> and yeah, and so we filled the rest of the board member, and we worked great as a team, and. Um, I just had an idea of how how would I like this place to to go and what can we do to to bring in more people the first year I mean we'd get like 50 people in the stands on a Friday night to come watch racing and yeah, yeah we're small you know not big car counts and everything but it, we still try to put everybody puts on put a good racing on. and yeah. and have a good time and um, some of the things I went with was sell beer cheap mm-hmm. and keep it cheap you know, they they wanted to raise prices to five, six dollar beers. I said, nope, three and four bucks. You'll make it up on the back end. Mm-hmm. You know, well, we're making profit. We're not getting rich on it, but we're making profit, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. As long as we're not losing money. Mm-hmm. And it worked. And we sold out our first big weekend, first opening weekend that first year. We sold out a beer by intermission. Sounds like and Latitude sixty five to get in touch with the. Uh, <laughs> so we had to run over to Gold Star and restock mm-hmm. and grab a bunch of cases of beer and come back to finish out the second half of the racing. And um, so we did really well there. And then um, I. Um, got in contact with, uh, I was watching Facebook and Kenny Wallace, NASCAR, former NASCAR driver was, I followed him on, on Facebook through racing and stuff. And he was saying, Hey, if you want me to come to your track, just go to kennywallace.com. And so I was like, okay. So I went over there real quick, sent an email. Hey, what would it be to bring you to Fairbanks, Alaska, the farthest North dirt track in the world? Mm-hmm. Well, turns out the guy who does all of his IT and all of his social media his website and everything is from alaska own the point lodge down in glen Allen. nice <laughs> and he's like hey i'm my name is this i own the point lodge i do kenny's website stuff for him and he's from texas and he bounced between the two and he put me in contact and i said hey, what weekend and so i got talking to the board he said hey we have this opportunity it's going to cost us this to bring him up i think it's going to be an amazing fundraiser for us mm-hmm. it's going to pack the stands and, and blah 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 Got the ball rolling. Jeans Chrysler stepped up, and they sponsored a big chunk of money to the track to help offset that cost. We brought them to Fairbanks. Um, I ended up, we ended up getting two uh, two sets of portable bleachers from MWR on Wainwright, uh-huh. and I had never seen. The only other time I seen that place is packed was a demo derby. Mm. That place was literally the grandstands. We had three four thousand people come in the That's first Friday nice. night. Wow, wow! And the second night we dropped off by five hundred. We still had like 3,500, 3,000 people in the stands. And it was nuts. And that's half of North Pole. And that was <laughs> literally the first time a former NASCAR driver ever raced on a track with us. And I got to race against that's him, which really was cool. really cool.
cool. Yeah. And I beat him in a heat race. I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. I beat him in a heat race. And uh, it was really fun. And that's so that started the ball rolling and bringing a NASCAR driver up. And um, he had a blast. His wife had a blast. His his brother-in-law, they all had a blast. I'm still friends with Kenny. We text. Mm -hmm. He's follows my stuff on Facebook and he, uh, vice versa. And, and, uh, I keep doing this. I do this every year. Uh, every year, uh, August uh, 15th, I send an email to Steve Rennell and Joe Rogan. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey guys, if you guys can fly up here, I will take you out on a hunt. I, yeah. I called all my Bush plane pilots. I was like, Hey, if I get a celebrity up here, we, yeah. we the issue is Steve's up. up here all the time. Steve's up here all the time. I, I just I've even shot these guys. I was like, Hey, like, you want to buy, you know, a yeah. house or like or Zach, base camp. Zach Brown <laughs> owns land down in Kenai or something. Uh, down there. Jewel owns half a Homer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, well, that was her final. Yeah, but what's his name? Um, Chicken fried. Uh, Zach Brown. Band. Zach Brown band. That's who was in Kenai. Yep, and they, oh. they bought a lot of land. They, yeah, they bought up a bunch, and they're actually like I don't know if they're living up here now or if it's a vacation. It's just a vacation home, from yeah, what yeah. I understand. But he's been fighting with the neighbors with fencing and right of ways. I saw all that kind of stuff. Typical. Hmm. Sounds like you need a good realtor. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh I'm great at encroachments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so then the next year we brought Mike Skinner up. Um, I talked to Kenny. Kenny put me in contact with Ken Schrader. Um, cause they're good buddies and they both released a lot of dirt. Well, Ken couldn't come up cause he was committed to the SRX series that weekend for our, and, it, and this was during midnight sun, you yeah. know, it was our shootout. And so Kenny, Ken Schrader put me in touch with, he said, Hey, I got two guys. I got uh, Hornaday junior or Mike Skinner who said they'd be interested in coming up. And I said, okay, well let's go with Mike Skinner. Cause Why he is it was, and or? Both. Bring well, <laughs> let's get everybody up here. It's all, right, it's all, it's all about money. We got a right. front. Um, so we brought uh going back to joe rogan come on buddy yeah <laughs> so we brought mike skinner up and um because i knew he raced with dale earnhardt and i figured that tie-in would help with crowd favorite type thing yeah. yeah he was a little more of an unknown he wasn't a big up and popular nascar like kenny wallace where he was just in your face and a commentator with fox sports and everything but yeah it did really well we didn't quite have the crowds but we still did really well on it and then um uh, they had a blast. They did their. They have their big YouTube channel, um, Skinner's Roundup, and they're on Sirius XM. And so, they gave us big shout outs and and, and everything. They had a blast. And then, uh, but when I was booking him, Schrader said, "Hey, but next year I want the first right of refusal because I want to come up and race with you guys." Yeah. And so last year we brought. Ken Schrader up and I talked to him he said yep I'm already took that weekend off for you guys I'm not doing the SRX that weekend so we're, cool. we're coming up and he came up and had a blast and whooped all those guys' butts I didn't I wasn't racing the modified then but yeah. uh, he whooped everybody up <laughs> I mean he was just he is just next level dirt track racer so what's on the uh, docket for next year what's I don't know um, I'm, in development? Uh, uh, we just had our elections uh, Melissa Burnett you, know, you probably know her, Melissa, on the radio on 96.9. Mm -hmm. yep. She's our announcer. Well, she ran, and she's the new president. So mm -hmm. she'll take over January 1st. So it's her baby. Yeah, so there's a reach there, too. There's networking. And <laughs> people, she knows yeah, and I, I think she'll program. do an amazing job, and she has a passion for it. She loves it. Um, That's she, the important and part. That so is the essence. That is the salt and vinegar. That the, makes the, the, the hardest part is being a racer and a, and a president is so tough um, because – you got to run the track and do everything, but you're trying to work on your car and get your car ready in between races, and then you got to put fires out, and it just got to be too much. And last year with my work schedule, I just couldn't even race. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was working seven twelves. I was you know working night shift. I just couldn't Alaska, race. Yeah, are... and I wanted to get my goal was to get out of debt because I had I had to sell my race car 
the year before because I was running out of money mm-hmm. and it was like I had bills to pay and I didn't want to get behind on my bills so I put yeah, all my to- I put all my toys up for sale and my race car was the first to sell so I took everything else off oh, paid okay. my bills been on the hunt for another modified but I bought my old race car when I was going through my divorce came up for sale my old Camaro oh, yeah. so I bought it out of more sentimental reasons and I raced it a little bit but it's just not a competitive it's just not it's an older car and it's not competitive compared and so it's more of a sentimental thing is that got me through a really dark time mm-hmm. was focusing on that instead of focusing on the marriage going Internal to hell instead of external <clears throat> yeah and you take that aggression out on the track trying <laughs> to go as fast as you can not aggressive as in aggressive driving right, right, right. but just that put that well, frustration I mean, to the right foot you, you know put crash derby in there if you wanted to <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't make friends that way no and you, 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 you get you know yeah um, somebody a lot else of guys have found record. a lot of guys have found out if you try to drive like that guess what everybody parks their car and you're the only car left and nobody and you nobody get points you. No nobody there's no race and nobody will go out and race guys have left yeah. because of that because they're rough drivers and so but i finally found it just last week i bought a new modified and it's in wisconsin and It'll come up this spring. What's the vehicle of choice? Uh, modified, alcohol modified, and so it's not really a. It, it's got a Chevelle front clip. That's about the only thing. The the, the that's, frame that's, horn, that's but original. it's a tube chassis. Um, it weighs about two thousand pounds without an engine and transmission. But you put my mo. I kept my motor and my transmission, so I'm running about six hundred horsepower on al- methanol alcohol out there, and wow. it, it's it's a rocket ship. So it'll is be there fun. any any like snow? Racing that goes on, uh, like racing ice, ice no, road. They used to, but no, yeah. that that's uh, pretty much gone away. The it's, truckers take care of that on the Elliot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the ice road truckers <laughs> up north. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew a guy that I, I don't know him. I've heard of him that would like scrape off the snow on a some pond somewhere out of Tanana Lakes. Oh, he used to go out there, and that's okay. where. And then he fell through with his plow truck, and that ended. Oh uh, well, so that old plow truck at the bottom of the lake. No, they got it out. Oh, man. <laughs> he broke through the front end. And great scuba diving. <laughs> but then the borough did their whole parks thing and Probably turned that into a billion dollars of sand. Yeah. And well, nice they breeze. just it's just it's now it's it's for people. It, I love it sense, out there. So. I go ice skating out there. But that was the, that was where the original ice track racing was. Yeah, they outdoor they they plow the lake and they did so instead of just like going in a hockey rink in a circle. Yeah, they have a little like Q shaped pattern. And I was pretty embarrassed. I went to um, to ice rink and I don't like ice skate a lot, but it's, how hard could it be? Yeah. Um, how hard was it with my daughter? And well, I rented the uh, what are they called boots? What are they called? Okay, the skates, skates. Uh, skates, skates. I guess. Yeah, uh, but rented the skates. He and is from Alaska, so feel free to give him shit for that. I know, right? I know. This is like the third time I've ice skated. Again, <laughs> like I've done it before. Did you go out on a snow go? No, I just went in like the little rink in North Pole or whatever. But um, anyways, it was pretty bad. My he, he missed the snow go reference. I don't know what snow go is. What snow go? Snow machine. Oh, sled. <laughs> I never heard of snow go. Snow go is you pull on the back of it. You don't call it a sno- you don't call it a snowmobile here. Snowmobile. I don't call it yeah. a snowmobile. I've never heard snow go. That's Montana. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. sled. That's <laughs> probably the best term here. <laughs> snow machine. My dad every time he's like, "You mean the thing that makes snow in the snow? Machine." Yeah. Uh, I call my snowblower snow machine sometimes. Yeah. What's <laughs> your opinion on this move? I, I mean, you're you're gearhead. You love vehicles and everything. Mm-hmm. What's what's your personal opinion on the transition we're doing from gas and diesel to electric? <sighs> what's the future of the I, automotive industry? I don't think it'll ever take up here. I don't. I think, think our can. extreme our extreme climates and everything. I just don't think it's it's feasible. I mean, I they're getting 200 miles on a battery charge. You can't. What are you going to put chargers every? And it takes 30 minutes to an hour to charge? I think there's a new answer, and I think my personal brand, Ram, figured it out. 
the uh, 2026 uh, Ram 1500 okay. is going to be electric, which I'm not for, but it's not. It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. And so it's 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 uh, diesel g- two diesel generators uh-huh. that run two different engines front and back okay. on your car. So you can charge it if you're in a pinch, but it's meant to fill up your tank, and I think you get a thousand miles a gallon on it because that generator recharges those batteries as you drive. I think hybrid, yes. Hybrid, I, don't I think, think works. Full electric, full electric well, I don't think it, so. It's a novelty for mm-hmm. summertime use. Well, even let's get past the um, just the weather up here. I just again, I keep coming back to like our grid. Like I don't know how we could go. Full Valley is a little bit too expensive. I just mean nationally. Even yeah. like, oh, na- well, like if every car was electric. Congressional hearing they did with Buttigieg where they were like. Literally, the senators were bombarding them. They're like, hey, how many, what takes more electricity, a car or a refrigerator? And they're right. like, well, a car. And they're like, well, what if, how many refrigerators does everybody have in the house? And I'm like, one. Well, could the grid sustain if everybody had three refrigerators? And he's like, no. And he's like, well, how much more power does a car pull than a refrigerator? And he's like, 10 times. Two right. cars. And he's like, oh. And he's like, now we have two cars. So that's 20 refrigerators per household. And isn't it like $26,000 to replace the batteries? I, that, uh, that's yeah. like majority of the cost. Mm-hmm. Right. And we got these cyber trucks up now. You know, they're, they're yeah, making their ways around Facebook, and I think they're cool, and it's novelty. Again, it's uh-huh. just something different. Have it's you like seen a, a cyber truck in real life? Uh, there's two of them here. There's two in Fairbanks right around. They're doing, winter testing. Here, and they're doing the winter testing, but they're oh, also doing man. like sightseeing. They park in front of Hungry Robot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, robots man. love cyber, cyber trucks love robots. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Santa Claus house. Yeah, Santa Claus. I saw that one. So they're making their rounds. They're doing their advertising. It's pretty cool. And like I said, I think it's cool. I think it's great technology for fun. I'd love to have a little electric bike for the summer just to roll around on. Mm-hmm. But full-time dependability at negative 40 in Alaska, I'm sorry. I'm going to go with gas. Those I'm going to go with cyber trucks, aren't they like 8,000 pounds? They're, what I understand? Yes. Heavy. And they're low center them. of gravity, too. So <laughs> I don't know. Some of these, I don't know. But the, the tire yeah. composite's different. The the torque yeah. is completely different. I don't even understand the technology. I yeah. think it's cool. I think there's a lot of cool things. Um, I'm an Elon Musk fan somewhat. Um, he's kind of crazy in other ways. But he's a psychopath. Well, <laughs> he's a little crazy. To here's the other thing. <laughs> they make um, an electric motor system that will drop in where you had a small block Chevy. Oh, um, cool. Tesla same, same? Or I don't. I, I can't remember if it was Tesla oh, okay. or what. But they, there is a kit where you can buy the electric motor in place of your engine. Engine, you pull your Chevy 350 out, and you can drop this into your hot rod muscle car. That's an electric motor setup that bolts right in exactly. There's no modifications or anything, yeah, and then cool. and you just gotta cool. find a place to put the batteries. Is the right, issue. and, and yeah. then you got the battery issue. And you gotta but, put them in the right place. Otherwise, you got two. We, we were joking about it in our racing chat thing. There was, you know, show up with one of these out at the track, you know, zero to sixty, and, <laughs> you know, on a dirt <laughs> car. You know, the throttle response would just be so instantaneous compared to like mm. you know what we've got. That'd be interesting, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's but it's cool expensive. You're looking at like forty, fifty thousand dollars to put into your car. To drop in your for a hobby that you don't get any money for, mm-hmm. you know. It still would be cool if you could get like a really dream toy. Like I said, this would not be my daily driver, but like a '69 GTO, right? With one of those insane Tesla engines in it, and then a modern 2024 interior with all the gadgets and gadgets. Yeah. That'd be a cool little toy electric concept. car. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then what I would have to do is I'd have to put speakers at the tail end, you'd and have then to you just out. dub out the mm-hmm. sound of an exhaust system. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, almost every modern like car is doing that now. Any like that has any leaning towards like a muscle car, like it's all kind it's of fake sounds. It's well, I mean, it's going V six and yeah. it sounds different, mm-hmm. which yeah. a lot of people don't know that. I don't think like no, BMW's I'd, yeah, out I'd be there. downloading the classic rumble of a four fifty four 
and just bought those speakers in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I know this year they got rid of the TRX. It's the last production model year of it, and I, I so was struggling. I'm like, I don't need a new truck, and I don't want a new truck, but this is the last year they're going to make it. I'm going to buy one of these things, 700-horsepower yeah. car, and now I'm just like, you know, so I, I need to spend the money. And you know this. I'm not a huge Dodge fan. You're, um, you're a Toyo. Uh, I like the good Toyota. I'm a Japanese man. No, uh, I'm white, but <laughs> I, I like their cars. So anyways... The Dodge thing. I'm very sad for them though, because the thing they do have is this unbridled power, like over the top. You know, they put well, what's their. What's Dodge always been? Big engine, small car. I know. That's their thing. With and, the bear. And now they're more so, so regulated. Yeah. But they put their whatever their big motor is, they have their Hellcat or whatever it is now into like their minivan. Yeah. That was a few years ago. Yeah. Like all kinds of like, oh, let's do a three row SUV with a demon motor. Dodge has definitely been the, the big. Muscle car rebound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they're the ones that gave Ford and Chevy all the money. With I think the, there should be a place uh, for that, that money, but the advertising of the beef with the because the, the, the Mustang was dying. The Mustang yeah. was turning. The '90s Mustang was was a chick magnet car. Yeah. I mean, every hot girl Chevy in the '90s was driving a red Mustang with a convertible and top. Chevy on. stepped yeah. up finally with the hey, Tina, by the way, car. Yeah. the Camaros. <laughs> she still drives vets. Vets. <laughs> So yeah, and those are still two of the most popular muscle cars. Right, the Camaro and the Vets. And the Vet is like this weird hybrid because I see it as a muscle car. But also as like an entry super level car. supercar, yeah. Like it's yeah. it's in the it's like it. If you drive right past one down Chino Pump, because there's three of them down there, not past one. I bucket. I'm like, oh my god, is that a Ferrari? No, it's a Corvette. Oh, you mean the new? A few years ago, I went, yeah. A few years ago, I went to Vegas and bucket list item, Speed Vegas. Mm-hmm. You go over there and We're you can it. drive a supercar. And I it. drove the uh, the Lamborghini Aventador mm-hmm. out there. My friend, she did the new the new Vet, and uh, my buddy did the Ferrari. GT40, I believe it was. I'm doing this and out there. Oh, man. I'm so excited. So, so, so Vegas just had this F1 race. If you, yeah. you know, we're a couple, this is going to air in a few weeks. So, you know, about a month, a month ago, ago yeah. there was the F1 in, in Vegas. And uh, we're going down in February for a buddy's 40th birthday. Nice. So, bucket list. That's what we was did. like, hey, I know you guys aren't big gearheads and like we're not racers or anything like that. But like, this is, this is not. And it's a road course. So, they, yeah. and then they take you out and do a couple laps. It's fun. I've done, I've done it. And oh, okay. it is so much fun. I dropped 800 bucks to drive a Lamborghini Aventador for I got seven the, I got the menu. Yeah, you, it's by yeah. lap and by vehicle, and it's like yeah. you want to drive like an F1 supercar, you're looking at like $500 for like 10 laps, but they have 11 lap packages. They have up to a 30 lap package. You can get yeah. the uh, Corvettes out there for 100 laps, which yeah. that's a couple hours if you just drive around. But, see, yeah. I didn't see any of that when I went. It was always just, it was five laps, and then you just bought an additional lap uh, for like another 100 so, bucks or yeah. something. And I did the Aventador with the V12 and oh man there is nothing like that acceleration and everything coming out of that corner into the straight stretch yeah. and you just start and it's paddle shifter it. paddle shifter so you and it's synchronized so you don't you're not pushing a clutch you just keep your foot on the gas and just nah 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 <laughs> and then you come into the the corner and you're downshifting the rpms and, oh man it's just and it just it's great jewel the other day was looking at me because i got another amazon package and i opened it up and it was like five gopro mounts for the car and she's like what are you doing and this was right after yeah. my house hunters episode where you know they rigged up my cars when i'm yeah. driving oh get yeah all the different shots and stuff. She's like, are you going to try to make your own house hunters episode? I'm like, hell no, this is for Vegas, baby. Yeah. This is for when I get to drive that yeah. you know, million dollar F1 race car around the laps. I want to get every angle. I want to get my facial expressions. I want to get the road. I want to mount one underneath the front bumper. Yeah. Everybody asked me, how'd you fit in there? Because I was 75 <laughs> pounds heavier than I oh, was okay. when I went in there. And I said, getting in wasn't a problem. It was snug. I was yeah, in there tight. Out. It was getting out. I had to roll out on the yeah. ground like yeah. a roly poly to get out of it because you're two inches off the ground. Yeah. Were you watching me last week when I got out of my rental car? Because the same thing happened in Anchorage. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, we rented some 
uh, RAV4 thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I had to like roll out of it at the yeah, airport. And the guy it. was like, you all right? You, you sober? I'm like, I'm sober. I'm just too big for this thing. Yeah. 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 I've got an old, even Camaro, just riding things yeah. that are low. Well, now nice I'm, so, I'm so used to my truck now that even yeah. hopping in my girlfriend's SUV, I'm like, it's a little I'm used to here. climbing in and out of the window. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've got it easy. Good point. God, we're spoiled. Um, I'm going to dump out some of your personal life here. How are you feeling? You just had a surgery. Yeah, I had my gallbladder removed. I'm back to normal finally. Okay. It was a rough three weeks, let me tell you what. Yeah. But uh, um, I, I've been I, watching. I've been keeping tabs on Yeah, you. I was not excited. And, and, of course, I'm alone, so my outlet's social media, and I I like a lot of says, Come on, ladies, too let's much, hop on Facebook. Too much too much social media life, but that's all right. I post, <laughs> I post everything, all my everyday life on there. And, uh, yeah, it was rough, but... Um, now I'm finally back to normal, and I can eat. I haven't found anything I can't eat now, which is great, because um, I'm going to Vegas. There you go. Uh, Thursday, so I'm going down to hit. Going back to the racetrack, right? <laughs> no, actually, I'm just going down to eat good food and yeah. and relax and just yeah, have some get away warm from weather. Cold for a 60, bit. 60 degree warm weather, right. yeah. which is great for me. I love sixty degrees. That's right, perfect. So. Right, right, why we go to Hawaii? Everybody will be down there and bundled up, and I'll be in shorts. So, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, I did go to Texas last January. And uh, we were at the gas station, and it was like 60 degrees. Yeah. And the old lady is getting gas, and she says, I can't believe they're making me pump my own gas. <laughs> like, she was so cold. Yeah. <laughs> she was yeah. like a parka on. Don't worry, lady. I'm from Alaska. Yeah. It's 100 degrees colder right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was pretty like, So now, hilarious. yeah, everything's, everything's great now. And so just back working again. And great. No. Well, good job on losing 75 pounds afford. as well. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. I just no, lost I 20. That was. It took oh, a, it took a year, awful. but yeah. uh, I finally did it, and and um, still working at it. So I got another twenty to go. What'd you so do? I'll stick with it. Um, health reasons, basically. I oh no, how, how did you do it? Well, what happened was high blood pressure and yeah. then, um, diabetes kicked in, mm-hmm. and so um, rather than having to do the insulin shots every day after you eat, I, gotcha. I um, that my doctor put me on the Manjaro shot. Yeah, and. Uh, did that since April, mm-hmm. and at that point, I'd only lost like 25 pounds to April, and then from April until recently, it just, I, I, I got off of it while recovering from gallbladder because there was, it was not helping me, it was yeah. hurting me, so I, I quit taking it, so when I get back from Vegas, I'll get back, get back on onto it. another system where I have to build myself back up to that dosage level, mm-hmm. um, but it basically curbs your appetite, it makes yeah. you not hungry, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so you just eat right. And so I was eating healthy, whole grains, staying away from carbs and sugars. Um, I quit coffee. I went to these V8 energy drinks instead where I have one or two of these a day, and that's my coffee. Right. And um, Caffeine intake for the day. Yeah, and just keep my calorie count down, and it just it just falls off. It's all it math, just, man. Like, yeah. everyone's like, keto this, paleo that, carnivore this. I don't go to the gym. Calories and calorie kind of stuff. Down. It was it's literally just control the diet yeah and, yep. and, and keep busy with work and everything else and that's enough activity i don't need to go to the gym <laughs> that doesn't sound fun no <laughs> i do it every day and it's not fun <laughs> no <laughs> wait for a time like it's quick hair i probably should but yeah. you know. well uh thanks for coming on today let's uh let's hand it over to you take us out where can people find you where can people yeah. learn more about you where can we follow you and keep up with um you? you follow me on facebook monty pearson um i'm on facebook send me a friend request and uh you know um, you ran into that problem? Yeah, I think Facebook only allows you have like 3,000 friends. I'm, I think I like at 16, 1,700. So we got room like for that. a few more. Yeah, I got a few more. <laughs> and that um, will turn you into a business page. I'm on Instagram followers. also, but that's not really the platform for me. Um, I'm on TikTok. Uh, I don't remember my TikTok 
thing. But we'll, it's we'll put it all in the descriptions below. We'll make sure it's all in the hat in the handle yeah. of the podcast episode. Yeah, and so. uh, I'll be going live uh, Christmas Eve. Um, I, I I'm not doing the pay it forward magical Christmas this year. I'm just backing Santa's helpers. Uh, they've got the resources and the people and everything, and it's too much for one person. And yeah. I struggled last year getting donations. I barely made one family. So this year, I just like you know what? Let's just go with Santa's helpers this year. Yeah. But this so year, let's, I'm let's, do, let's, let's promote that on here. What, how can people help you and them this Christmas? Basic, basically, donate to Santa's helpers. Donate your time if you want to wrap or help them. I, I don't know if they do any Christmas wrapping or any of that kind of stuff, but they do the sorting and everything for Christmas. Um, they set up down at Fairbanks Nissan. Go help them out. Get a hold of them. They're on Facebook. They're all over social media. Santa's helpers. They're a great cause. Um, they help a lot of families, three, four hundred families, where I'd only That's do awesome. one to nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, help them out, get with them. And, and hey, guys, donate. it's going to be a tough year this year. You know, our economy's not doing great. Yeah. Uh, cost of living's <laughs> up, um, all that stuff. So if you can give it all, please, you know, just just pay it forward a little bit this Christmas. Yeah, and you'll get it back tenfold. And, I, I truly and there's believe a the lot of businesses ta- around town. The Fairbanks Police Department have the the tree where you go get an ornament off of there and it's for they tell you what age person what do they want and you can get a present that way bring it back to the police department or any of these other businesses and, that and, have the trees and other places too that are staples here i mean you got the uh the food pantry you know yeah. you want to donate food, food there's a lot of families that struggle in the in the holiday seasons and feeding their families so even to your local church yep. yeah. most of your local churches have a They're food all, pantry mm-hmm. so donate to them and you know yeah. well the big thing that people forget about so i worked uh, a while had a kid and wife and i lived on like twenty four thousand a year down south which is a little bit better than trying to do that up here yeah but basically had no money um so we were very it was one of those things that i'm not like wasn't donating much <laughs> and so you can but there's so many ways that people can give your time is one thing yeah we had like chickens or whatever we always had extra eggs we make sure to like give those out so like whatever your wheelhouse is like i'm not going to be starting people's cars because right, right. you had all the stuff or your dad did it sounds right. like it's, so find what that it's is for you yeah exactly where it's like hey i you know i have find this your, available to me find your niche what <clears> you <throat> can do yep. i think that's important but also like the small things matter too like if yeah. everybody in fairbanks donated one dollar we'd have a hundred thousand dollars right mm-hmm. not everybody will yeah. so if those few people donate ten dollars or a hundred dollars which still hopefully isn't going to ruin your family mm-hmm. like we and, could and raise enough money to sustain ourselves here's a town. big thing i can't express enough it's not just during the holidays no oh, it's yeah, yeah. year round year round mm-hmm. it's year round a lot of people were like oh well christmas is over you're done to it no i do this until it gets warm yeah you know in the summertime, I don't do so much is on the pay it forward side. But Nobody you know what? Freezes I make up. I make it up in the winter. Right. So you know, if, if there's something in the summer, go mow your neighbor's lawn. Yeah. Um, Glenner Anderson had help a great, out your elderly too. Glenner Anderson has a great idea, and we're trying to figure out how to kick it off called Snow Angels, where you go and shovel the driveway and walkways of elderly people like in your neighborhood, where nice. you can go and help them out. That's a big thing that you could do is just help your neighbors. Yeah, you know, go shovel their walk if you know that your neighbor had surgery, like. I I did go shovel their walk yeah. you know help them out you know just yeah, pay it forward just message. give your time just, yeah. you don't have to give money it's a matter of time yep. there's enough we can do here without having to fork over money right to help out yeah it goes back to starting cars and telling people I have ditches and yeah. Yeah. driveways i love it yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for bringing some Christmas cheer to the episode. Hey, thank uh, you. I really appreciate you coming and giving us your time today and hey everybody thank you for listening Wait. have a great oh, day Blake oh, oh. take us out
this is probably our last episode for the year, right? This is our last episode for okay. 2023. So just to forewarn people, there'll be a few weeks without us. So Merry Christmas and Happy uh, New Year. Yeah, yeah, Merry Christmas. yeah. And we're gonna, I think we're gonna do some changes for for next year. So we'll see you in the new year, and we'll talk more about that later. All so right, I guess. thanks, guys. Later. Bye. Uh-huh.